Welcome to our podcast, Parenting by the Pint. Enjoy the show! Greetings, Minivan Mafia! Lauren and I are longtime friends from Chicagoland that love getting together to chat about life, kids, family, and beer. Each week, we'll feature a brewery and sample at least two of their beers. We'll also discuss a variety of topics ranging from parenting, pop culture, travel, marriage, and just about anything else that comes to mind. All right, everybody. So this week, we're going to feature Salm Oath Brewing out of Naperville, Illinois. And we're going to talk about potty training, Ooh, which exciting. is, I mean, <laughs> super exciting. I don't know if it's more exciting to me that we're going to talk about potty training or if it was more exciting trying to potty train children. <laughs> we'll get to that. I think I need a beer before we yeah. get to Amen. <laughs> I'm sure I had many beers in the process of potty training. Yes. Um, but yes. before we get into that, yeah, let's open Lou, which is a Kolsch by Solemn Oath and uh, give it a try. And then you can tell me all about Solemn Oath. Let's do it. Highly sessionable premium beer. I'm just reading the can here, guys. I love that it says highly <laughs> sessionable on right? the can. I know. I like it. I don't does it even give us an ABV or does it just say highly session? 4.7. Ah, very good. Highly yeah. sessionable. I gotta so, say, yeah. can art on this just to kind of, there are so many things going on here. Dude, it's, I know. It's almost as though they had like four different designers draw something for this can and then they just like smushed it all together <laughs> yeah yeah fair um so they're i don't know if do you know that they have a full-time illustrator on staff at Salamoth that does all their can art their murals their merch like all that you stuff. know now that you've said that i think i actually met that person really my oh. husband and i went to Salamoth oath like with Benny's one time okay. um <laughs> they invited like the local store that my husband was at okay. um, to just come and spend a day and they had a sample of a bunch of beer and it was awesome oh, that's um cool. yeah i drank way too much i'm sure um, <laughs> like it's probably in my recent memory and by recent memory i mean the last like five years the most okay. that i've had to drink wow, on one occasion <laughs> um yeah it was yeah. crazy um it was great though it was really fun sounds like fun i'm pretty sure the guy that that we hung out with was the designer now that you said that jordan maybe is his name or something like that i'm sure i figure it out but yeah i'm sure that um but yeah he's been with them uh, for a while full time um but even when they started out so salmo's been around they kind of started the idea back in 2011 and really started were established in 2012 um John Barley, the main guy of Salmoth, him, his dad, and two other partners um, actually started it in um, in a f- facility. They started, I think, the first year they brewed under 1,000 barrels, and they're up to like 8,500 barrels now Wow! Um, in, you know, eight years. So they've got a 20,000-square-foot facility. Um, there were rumored plans back like a year or so ago of a Logan Square. Um, oh, Yeah. But I'm going to guess that with everything going on this year, that kind of fell through because I haven't 
seen any updates on them but i mean yeah. if you do go to naperville they've got the solomoth community dome forest right now i that you can i keep seeing that on facebook dome and go chill and i like that drink yeah, yeah. No, I, it's, it's a it's a cool thing but um yeah so even when they first started in 2012 they weren't distributing they were just draft beer but they still were uh they still commissioned art can art for every single I shouldn't say can art because there were no cans. They still commissioned artwork for every beer that they've made, wow. even if they weren't distributing it. So they're super into like the the artwork, the illustrations, that kind of stuff. Uh, John was like a he had no beer background before before this. He was a communications director for like a non for profit. Oh wow. Um, and neither of the other three partners had any beer background. I believe they said the only guy that had any beer experience was their head brewer Tim. But other than that, like nothing at all. So John, like he, uh, I think, I believe I read his parents moved to Belgium at some point um, in the, in the 2000s, early 2000s. And so they have a lot of Belgium kind of inspired beers, but um, back in like 2010, he got this just kind of itch to learn more about the beer industry. And he literally just started cold calling and emailing brewers, breweries, like to learn about brewing but also learn about running the business and just con- making connections um and so it really started out of just like an interest that he wanted to do with no experience whatsoever um and he's kind of more on the branding and marketing focus for Salamoth, which also explains kind of the interest in the artwork and things like that even though he's not the, the one who actually does it but um, yeah, it really came out of out of n- no experience, but they've done really well. I mean, you know, like I said, they went from a thousand barrels a year to eighty five hundred barrels a year. Um, you know, they've won different awards. They do a lot of barrel aged beers that are highly regarded. Um, so yeah, it's super interesting. Um, you know, place. I definitely want to check out the domes fun kind of fun not so fun fact but ties back to a previous podcast they were the chicagoland's first canned locally made hard seltzer so their other their other company technically which they don't go under the solomouth brand but it's city water they're hard seltzers so if you see city water seltzers that's solomouth cool so yeah (laughs) i mean not yeah. Anyways, you know, ties, uh, it's, ties it back. is a fun fact. You're we should right have. We should that. have. We should have. Uh, if I knew this back when we did our seltzer episode, maybe I would have picked one up. I have not had that, so I cannot speak to it whatsoever. Well, we'll just have to bring <laughs> it on for round two. Of we'll just do it in twenty twenty one or something. Yeah, yeah there you go. But yeah, so they've been around for eight years. They're doing well. Um, so let's drink Lou, which if you've ever seen it, yeah, it looks like a bunch of crazy can art. So <laughs> so this is a Kolsch. Mm-hmm. Smells good. Really, really pale yellow, you know, really light yeah, yellow. Nice, good Kolsch head. Color. Yeah. Nice fluffy head. It is fluffy. Mm-hmm. I like that word, fluffy. I think Fluffy is on my brain because my brother's cat is staying with me in my house right now. And he's like the fluffiest little, he's basically like a little living pillow. Like, like he's, he's just warm and you can hold him like a baby and he doesn't get upset. Aww. It's like, it's like physically holding Xanax in your hands. Oh my gosh. 
Like it's the most calming thing in the fluffy. world, honestly. Fair. He's so fluffy. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, fluffy is so just it, like the, the word. Head looks fluffy. It's come out now, and it's All here right. it is in the episode. <laughs> fluffy. Fair enough. No, this is good. This is uh, you know, I feel like we've we've been venturing out slightly from our you know, standard either IPAs or stouts. And, you know, we haven't had a ton of Kolsch's, but I think this is this is actually, this is a solid beer. Um, trying to see, I'll read, I'm reading the, the can here. I really want to know what all this crazy crap on this can is. I know, there's a lot like, going I wanna, on, I want to talk to Jordan and be like, all right, what what is So there's like stuff? a dragon looking thing, but he's got like a goat face. And then there's what looks like, I guess, a cathedral on here, maybe. Um, yeah, sure, we'll go. With some that. kind. Yeah. And then, like, right under the name of the beer, which is called Lou, mm-hmm. um, there's like a bird-looking thing with like a super crazy long beak. <laughs> I don't know. And then there's yeah. like little tiny itty bitty drawings on here that look like maybe fish. You think those are it fish? Like it. I think and then so. some stars. Sure. Um, so if yeah. you've not. If you're not holding a can of Lou in your hand, and I just told you all of that, your brain is probably on overload. Wait, what oh, and then there's like a big pile of arrows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I guess we're talking funny. about like a medieval uh, yeah, sorcery sure. type thing. Maybe. I don't, I have, yeah. I don't know. No anyway clue. anyways it's very crisp it's, the, the, the beer yeah. itself let's talk about the beer <laughs> yeah we should i'm sorry we just got hung up on the cam uh, lauren yeah, and i no, have no. such a fascination with can art we can't just look away true you true, have to yes. look at it and understand <laughs> it yes no this is great this is crisp mm-hmm. and refreshing i know we say it a lot but this is like a great you just did yard work beer i know, you know? i feel like i'm gonna need to purchase a bunch of these like you know uh, lawnmower beers and yeah. just after I'm doing like weed pulling my husband mows the lawn but I uh, I try and assist in some capacity so mm-hmm. weed pulling is my my task um, I'm gonna bust out uh, you know I'm gonna have a a stash of different um, lawnmower beers yeah, la- sitting out there, yard work related beers yes. you can this call them perfect. that yeah. yeah I think it's very crisp and clean and just kind of um you know it's it's mellow it's got a tiny little bit of sweetness but not much to it it's light it's got Uh, more of like a like like a lemony sweetness than like a like a cherry or a or a like an apple sweet like it's more of a a tart like lemony yeah it's more of a a citrusy or almost Mm -hmm. a florally almost a little bit you could say um it's not it's not super sweet by any means it's not i don't i don't get a fruitiness to it but i totally agree highly sessionable like it says on the can is a perfect way to describe this beer yeah i mean i've already almost finished this can (laughs) yeah no i know more than than a usual yeah like i know well you know it is stout season so i feel like that i i'm a lot i'm used to a little bit heavier so maybe this is kind of a nice change for me because i've been drinking so many of those kind of thicker heavier beers that this is actually refreshing yeah Um, a good stout palate cleanser yeah i like it i'm a fan yeah you know, and totally. sometimes I've had this, and maybe that's what it takes too, is kind of a different from um, what you've been. You get, you drink the same type of beer too much that you kind of just get bored with it. Because I've yeah. had blue before, um, and 
I feel like I'm actually enjoying it more now than the last time I had it, but I feel like the last time I had it was probably in a summer type month when I probably maybe was overloaded with these kinds yeah. of beers. Yeah. Um, and well, or even, good, even like but... IPAs and stuff like that. Like if you were to yeah. drink a lot of IPAs and then throw just, this in, it yeah. would taste like nothing to you. Right. So. Exactly. So I feel like, uh, you know, and again, not that it was bad. I think maybe right. it just wasn't the right time, but right now I feel like this is just a refreshing change from what I've, what I've been drinking lately. So yeah. it's, it's, it's a nice, totally refreshing uh a beer to to try so yeah all right so that being said since i've almost drank an entire can of this beer i think it's appropriate that we would talk you know go in straight into bathroom talk all right um, go for it let's do it so let's talk about potty training um i don't think that we've intentionally avoided this conversation topic i think that it just hasn't surfaced hasn't for us really, really. well you know when our kids are uh you know nine eight and six mm-hmm. so soon to be seven on your end um yeah. and you know it's been a, it's been a bit for most of them i'll get into my situation later um but i think it's just not top of mind yeah i honestly don't know if you and i have had that much of in-depth conversation about potty training in general no yeah um, i don't so, i don't think so i mean no. probably not so yeah. so i called my mother today and I asked her to tell me what potty training me was like um, oh. because I was just like, well, I, I you know, we all, yeah. usually we kind of try to relate a personal story about ourselves sure. growing up. And I know it's potty training and I probably you would think wouldn't want to share my potty training yeah, story I with mean, the world. But um, <laughs> my mom had actually pretty positive things about my potty training. She said that she basically told me that if I wanted to go to preschool, I needed to be potty trained. And I was motivated enough by that to just work on it and, and kind of accomplish that goal pretty easily. Um, Although I was one of those kids that would hide when I needed to poop. Yep. Uh, no, apparently. I think that's super common. It is super but, common. I've yeah. had other relatives. Um yeah. and one of my children, I'm gonna try to be a little more vague tonight mm-hmm. um with them because I have two like diametrically opposed stories yeah, about my kids and potty training. So I feel like yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to avoid nailing it down who was who. Fair enough. Um <laughs> mine you'll um, know you'll you'll know yeah yeah. (laughs) my brother she did have a lot to say about my brother and since he's not here to defend himself and (laughs) is not caught up on episodes I feel comfortable (laughs) saying that he won't confront me about this until uh, you know way in the future and I'll have forgotten by then (laughs) um but my brother was one of those kids who waited till the last second to tell you he needed to go to the bathroom. Oh, yeah. And so apparently he, my mother says that she saw every store's bathroom, every grocery store, every department store, oh, every, she's seen every bathroom and every place she's ever gone. And that he even had a few like side of the highway type activities. Oh, like have um, to go, have to go now. Ugh. Yeah. And that she recalled a story of of riding with her uncle and my brother, who was very little, but um on the highway. And that he said he had to go to the bathroom. And she told her uncle, Oh, you know, you might he's gotta go to the bathroom. And my, the uncle was just like, Okay, well gonna be like 15 minutes till yeah, we get there and she was like that. no 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 you need to pull over right now 
And so he did. And my brother went on the side of the highway. My kids will not do that under any circumstances. I think they would prefer to pee their pants. Yeah. I've only had it happen one time. And it was when, and I will say who's who in this one, but my little one, my now six year old, who was very little, was still probably in the process of potty training. Potty training. Um, was not wearing a pull-up was wearing regular underwear and we were riding in the car and he needed to go to the bathroom and we were traveling from my in-laws um to home and we drive through a pretty remote like farmland area take kind of a back road and there was nowhere i mean we were at least 15 minutes away from a gas station um and i was just like dude you can get out and you can go on the side of the road. I was yeah. like, alternatively, I have pull-ups. You can sure. put on a pull-up and do that. And he These was just options. like <laughs> utterly horrified by both of those suggestions oh. and rejected them oh, easily. Wow. And he held it. He waited until we got to the, it was 15 minutes. I've never been more impressed by him. Like, <laughs> Right. Yeah. I mean, go him. Yeah. So he made it. But yeah, my kids will not do the side of the road. We've never gotten to that point, knock on wood, yet. Um, do your kids pee like off the side of the pool? I mean, you have a swimming pool. Do they like pee outside? And uh, you know, sorry if I'm getting my, graphic, but my like... boy twin has outside, but not on a regular basis. Like he'll get out and go into the house, mm-hmm. so it's not a regular occurrence to do it outside. Because I think just, that's yeah. kind of common that kids will do. That oh, totally. We have friends that they're like, oh, I have to go to the bathroom, and their parents will just be like, all right, go by the side of the pool. Um, which right. I don't care. Like right. whatever. They're you know seven. Um, but no. No, our kids generally don't do that i don't know just nothing that we yeah yeah mine don't do that done. either i think so. it's it's all kind of one thing though they won't do the side of the road thing they won't really they're just like nah bathrooms are fine let's just do the bathroom thing yeah no that's totally my <laughs> kids too so um but yeah so so generally what was your attitude about potty training like when did you think the timing was right and like what was your method because like I'd like to talk about that a little bit and then maybe we can dive into like the personal stories that we have yeah so so the we're our situation is a little bit different because my oldest is autistic and had no desire to learn to potty train and frankly we never really knew how or when we wound up having his therapist come by for three days straight and help us just get him used to going to the bathroom so we just left him in underwear for three days straight and would take him like every hour yeah um and that's what we did with him but he was like i don't know like six maybe like five i mean he was older he was wearing a pull-up to school for for a while but i mean he's in a special needs class he's in an you know a specialized instructions class with like six other kids and you know an aid for everyone so he's sure. a very different scenario he still will not have a bowel movement on the toilet i mean yeah. maybe once in a while he is was terrified of it for oh. the longest time like freaked out and he will sometimes 
but not often. And so he's in a pull-up every night. Yeah. Uh, which he's eight, and we've tried literally everything under the sun. And we've yeah. tried everything that every book says and every therapist says. And, you know, it's just he's, he's going to do it on his own terms. And sure. it is what yeah. it is. There's some kids that are 16 with special needs that are still in pull-ups. And it's, you know there's only so much you can make him understand because he's understanding at a much younger age intellectually sure sure. and he also i don't think really understands his own body in that he doesn't understand the urges as much as everybody else does or even the mechanics of how to do it right so he he does pee on the toilet all day long he's in uh underwear all day at school and from seven o'clock in the morning until bedtime for the most part until like right after dinner so from like 7 a.m to 7 p.m he's in underwear and then he, like clockwork, poops right after dinner when we put a pull-up on him. <laughs> and then he goes to the bathroom and then he goes to bed. So, like, he's on a routine and he's regular, but he just is terrified of doing it on the toilet. So, yeah. for him, it was just like, okay, we've tried everything. What do we do? And we right. honestly needed help to do it. Now, the right. twins were pretty much just potty trained themselves like they were kind of like you or probably like me as a kid like do you want to go to preschool all right well you can't be in you can't be in in a pull-up so right learn how to go to the bathroom and they were pretty quick both of them so we have boy girl twins and so and i think that because it was so much harder to do it with our older son that it this just felt like it was it felt easy so easy because we really didn't have to do much like we didn't yeah. have to push it they just were like all right i'm gonna go to the bathroom we're like all right great and that was it and they were done <laughs> so you know so we kind of had to do both we did like the high intensive three day sit in right. underwear all day clean up a mess and right. then we just kind of the twins were just like they were ready and they just did it so right. that's we've, good we've had complete opposite um kind of situations with them i do think they they really did enjoy they like socializing with other kids and so i do think that the motivation to go to school that was a good motivator big motivating factor for them um you know with my oldest again he just didn't understand that so i think it was it was more just a habit and honestly even when we did have him technically potty trained I would say we didn't really have him potty trained. We just had him on a schedule because for the first year that he was in school full time in um, without, without a diaper pull up, whatever his therapist took him to the bathroom, like every hour and a half or two hours. And so we were trained to take him. He wasn't necessarily trained because like potty training, realistically, if you want to say, what is that? It's when they can independently do it, know that they have to go and take themselves. Right. Realistically, a lot of autistic parent parents are trained to take their kid to the bathroom on a schedule. Right. But their kids aren't really trained right they just go on command so yeah. it's a little bit different now i will say that he just goes when he has to go like that's good i haven't taken him to the bathroom we're on christmas break now and i the only time i take him to the bathroom is like if we're gonna go on a trip somewhere like you're gonna be in the car for an hour everyone go to the bathroom including my right. husband like mm-hmm. literally everybody go and that's not just him that's literally everyone or before bed i'm like all right everybody has to go to the bathroom because i'm not hearing you wake up at three o'clock in the morning having to go but that's with all my kids the typical one and you know the special needs one so other right. than that 
he does he is now trained for the most part on his own but again i just the the ball movements are just a struggle in our house and then and then the times he has done it and he tries to wipe himself and it's a freaking disaster because he doesn't know how even my twins are bad at it like yeah they're just they're just no and i don't know if it's because their arms are short or the mechanics of it but like trying to teach the, the the hardest part or the most annoying part about potty training to me is teaching them how to wipe their butt. Like, I mean, right? <laughs> my just... kids are nine and like you said, almost seven. Mm-hmm. And I'm confident that nearly neither one of them is doing a good job. A at good that. job. I mean, right? <laughs> I have one child and it's a mystery which one it is that first of all does not flush the toilet. So mm-hmm. and when I notice that the toilet isn't flushed, there's no toilet paper in there. And, and I'm like, just like, oh, this hmm. is not good. <laughs> this is bad mojo this all the way around. Right. Something is not and quite right. It's and gonna, I'm just this like, is going to be a bad washing machine. I start incident. accusing people <laughs> and they're a little unit. So they never mm, let each other. They're not mm-hmm. going to give each other up. They're both yeah, they're just going to say it wasn't me. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and so oh, yeah, yeah. I... I don't, mm-hmm. neither one of them has got this skill mastered, yeah. but, um, yeah. but somebody, it, maybe it's both. I don't know. Yeah. But somebody is not doing this properly. Oftentimes my children do not flush the toilet. I do yeah. not know why. Like they just, you think it's just like, there's a process. There are steps in which you do this Yeah. and like it, they don't follow the steps. Now I will also say though, that that would be common in my house to see a not flush toilet and no toilet paper because my daughter insists on using two wipes to wipe herself instead of toilet paper because it makes her feel cleaner well, and those go in the garbage I mean, because they don't want to clog up the the you know the toilet so at least i can her, get behind that logic yeah i mean yeah. that is some pretty <laughs> impressive like consideration for herself like yeah she's six and she's like it's it feels cleaner to do this she's totally right my yeah my six-year-old um i will say this in spite of the fact that i don't think anybody flushes the toilet um (laughs) he never fails to miss washing his hands like he always washes his hands Mm -hmm. not not like and you know kids are just not consistent with that it's not that he you know it's not even that big brother doesn't wash his hands he does it's just the little one always it's just a hundred percent no matter what he could go in there to get a tissue and he would wash his hand he is just a hundred he's a hundred percent there is no failure there keeps his hands clean i gotta say very (laughs) proud very proud of him fair so my excuse to kind of dive in a little bit on my kids like so we decided philosophically we decided to wait until they were three okay um you know there's some conversation about that some people start at two and some people Mm. you know like i think that it corresponds a little bit with the time that maybe you take your kid out of the crib you know like do you want Mm to night train them at the same time that you day train them we didn't i had my kids in pull-ups at night um we did we had our kids in pull-ups at night until they were dry all the time for the most part yeah i feel like my boy twin was faster at that than the girl she would wet her pull-up for a little bit longer ours really corresponded with 
they started preschool when they were three and a half. Right. So that was our goal. Like, right. all right, how long is this going to take? You're going to be three and a half years old. Not even. Their birthday's in May. Preschool right. started in August. So we, I think we started a little bit before three, That's good. but not like significantly. Probably yeah. we started around the same time as your little one because that, yeah. that would have been about the same time. Just right, a couple, right. He's only a couple months older. So Yeah. Well, so my older son has a June birthday and so he turned three and then went to preschool very quickly after mm. um well a little bit faster than your kids like you said yeah, you maybe started right that, before yeah. they turned mm-hmm. three but um but because my little one was born Early, three yeah. months earlier right. um we just ran into a situation where timing was really bad for him you mm. know um yeah he kind of he kind of was at a disadvantage because we had the first few months of having the newborn we didn't mm. really focus on his progress um yeah, that makes you know sense. like we've talked about pacifiers before and like my older son had a pacifier still at that time and yeah. in our heads that was something we should have tried to eliminate before the baby came because then you don't have two kids fighting for pacifiers you right, know so yeah. like because if you have a little tiny baby and they have a pacifier and you got an older kid, the older kid is going to take it from the yeah. little one. Yeah, no, totally. <laughs> um, so, you know, like things like that kind of from a parent's perspective kind of got away from us and potty training fell into that category. Um, so instead of maybe starting him maybe a little earlier than we thought we should mm-hmm. timing wise, sure. we may have saved ourselves a little bit of stress in the end. Um because we ended up having to kind of put the pedal to the metal there and get him potty yeah, trained true. in like two months. And yeah. um, by the time he ended up going to preschool, it was basically like you said, the schedule with your older son, like we were just like, go to the bathroom right before preschool and we'll just pray that you don't have yeah. an accident while you're there. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, <laughs> All right. You've got, yeah. And I mean, our kids went to preschool for a good chunk of the day. Yeah. So we're like, all right, go right before you, you go to school and let's just hope you don't have an accident. Exactly. <laughs> now, two to three months down the road when they've had a lot more practice and, mm-hmm. you know, he was much more comfortable. We didn't have sure. concerns yeah. nearly as much. Yeah, you weren't as um, worried. You know, little brother, my six-year-old, now six-year-old, um, when he turned three, we were like, oh, you need to get potty trained to go to preschool. And he was basically like, he was like, listen. I'm going to do this, but you need to do something for me in return. <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, like, like what, like a present or yeah, like what, some what kind of service or <laughs> what are we talking about here? He was like, I want a bike. And oh, I was wow. like, you want a bike? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, if I buy you, so here's what I'll do. You go one full week, no accidents. Mm-hmm. When that week, whenever that week is, you know, it could be this week. It could be next week. It sure, could be two yeah. months from now. Whenever that week is, I'll take you to the store. I'll buy you a bike. Oh. And he was like, done. <laughs> By the end of the week, we were at a week. <laughs> he was done. Dude knew he was going to win this. It's all bet. about motivation, dude. Yeah. All about motivation. If they want something, and that's like for everything. Like, yeah. even my oldest, who is is intellectually disabled and autistic, if dude wants something he will say it and he doesn't talk but he will say a full sentence and he will (laughs) or he will get it like we've got a cabinet 
above above another cabinet that like he has to bring a chair over to and climb up and reach stuff and like it's not even candy he wants like peanuts like (laughs) he will literally if nobody's around find a way to go get his peanuts which sometimes are on top of the fridge or he will come up and say i want peanuts please which for normal eight-year-olds isn't a big deal but he doesn't talk so like the fact so for you it's like he can bring out a full sentence if he wants something that's but if he doesn't care well it's like pulling teeth to get him to do something it's all about motivation well and i just think there's some common ground for you like i think that that's just i think that every i mean every human being is like that but i think when it comes to children and it comes to these kind of developmental steps that they're gonna take there comes a moment where the the switch has flipped and they have to make the choice you know it's you know it's like even the pacifier for my older son how we hadn't taken it away Mm -hmm. essentially at some point we were just like well you know pacifiers are for babies you know your baby brother has a pacifier yeah um and you're not really a baby anymore and so you shouldn't really have a pacifier anymore and he was just like okay okay and we just we just started throwing them away until he got down he only had like two or three but once we got down to the last one we were like okay man this is it this is your last night soak it in it's Mm -hmm. gone tomorrow and he was just like all right we never had an issue he didn't start stealing them from little brother he just made the choice that that was he was ready to move on he appreciated our logic with you're getting too old for this um and it just it went pretty smoothly good that's good so now i'm gonna get really general and say that one of my kids really struggled with keeping his bed dry at night um for a very long time um and you know, we even went so far as to talk to the pediatrician about it. And mm-hmm. uh, he was basically just like, you're not at a point where your child is old enough that there's like a medical concern. A problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For the most part, kids have to get to the age of like 10, 11, 12 mm-hmm. before they really start to worry if there's night, something if they can't physically hold it or whatnot, well or... yeah is there some sort of bladder issue or is there a hormonal issue where their hormones aren't telling them they're not getting sure. the urge because yeah. like that's something that you develop as you get older is that the feeling the urge to go that makes sense yeah and so when you're asleep and you're an adult so you know because it wakes you up but like when yeah. you're asleep and you feel the urge to go to the bathroom you wake up you realize you have to go and you get up and you go to the bathroom and go back to sleep. Sure. Hopefully. <laughs> but little kids don't have but that. Yeah. Little kids don't have that. And, um, you know, he was just sleeping heavily enough most of the time that he mm. wasn't getting woken up by the mild urge he was having. So yeah. eventually that issue righted itself and it was just a matter of being patient and not putting a bunch of pressure on him to feel shame about it. Um, we kind of tried to do nothing about it. I wasn't like, oh, you know, if you keep your bed dry for a week, you get this reward. Yeah, you just because it wasn't like he was choosing not to go to the bathroom. Well, it's not during the day, and he so part of the problem with some with like my twin boy was that he would literally wait till the last possible second because he didn't want to stop doing whatever it was that he was doing, even though he knew he had to go, and so he would not make it sometimes and i'm like dude when you have to go you have to go just like, go 
And that's a choice. Like, yeah. that's something different than the overnight thing. Like, if it's a choice, right. then you can do something about it. But if it's, if it's you know, it's at night, it's nocturnal, it's, a, you know, sure. that's not really a choice. If no. you physically are too heavy of a sleeper to wake up with that urge, especially at a young age when they don't right. have it as much as the adults, then it's not a choice. Like, you yeah. can't discipline Well, and that's that, why we decided so. we didn't really go one way or the other. We didn't negatively reinforce and we didn't positively reinforce. We just nothinged it. It was yeah. nothing. I was just no. like, I would go into his room. He would have changed his clothes. I would change the sheets. We did this like two layer sheet thing. So if it was the middle of the night, you know, so in between the two sets of sheets, we had like a, you know, one of those sheets that's waterproof, yep. you know, and yep. you pull yep. off the Mattress, wet sheet and the waterproof thing, sheet. Yep. And you and he would just get back into bed because the the sheet underneath was dry and clean. Yep. And I then he it. could go back to sleep. Um ultimately when we were kind of concerned about it, we looked into like the there's like a an alarm you can get. I've seen or I've we I've read did that. about that. We did okay. that. Um I gotta be honest with you, it seems crazy, but it totally worked. Really? Yeah. yeah. It okay. totally worked. He you wear it on yourself and it detects wetness um mm -hmm. he wore it for about a week never had a problem since <laughs> never was interesting and it, it, well and hey whatever works relapsed at one point um a couple months had gone by and for some reason it just started happening again we put the thing back on a week stopped happening never happened again never hey, that, happened again so that's a and now resounding yeah now it's now your past very yeah. very long time yeah. so I feel great about it. It's weird though, because it's one of those things where you like, you read about it or you hear about it and you think, well, come on, that doesn't. Oh yeah. There's all kinds of things that I'm like, yeah, that's probably, that not seems like a gimmick. Yeah. I think that the, the value in this particular item was that it detects when you kind of start to go. And mm. when you do, when you are woken up by that, you realize you're feeling that urge. Because oh, even so it when you're going, it like helps you identify yeah. what you're feeling. I can get that. Yeah. I, I and so you start that. to yeah. feel the feeling as you're waking up rather than noticing when you've woken up and you've had the accident. Um, yeah. So it was, you know, I don't know. It totally worked. And all the reviews were like, oh, this thing totally worked. And That's I was great. just I like, mean, okay. Great endorsement. <laughs> Let's for do it. it. So, yeah. Hey, awesome. What I honestly in terms of parenting, most potty training and other, like most of my philosophy is if it works, then just do it like it, yeah don't you know? mess with it so right? if it works it works i'm not gonna question it you know whatever well i'm just and, gonna go with it <laughs> and i feel like that was the theme for 2020 was that you had to just go with whatever <laughs> works, also man. True. because yeah, yeah. because the, life was already hard enough so yep. if if everybody was calm and happy and healthy by doing this one thing then and this one thing it. was like what? acceptable and fine but maybe not what you would always have done mm -hmm. just do it man yeah no <laughs> as long I, as no I, one's getting hurt i think it's fine i am totally on board with that all right let's uh let's drink our second beer here strange old woods yeah Double i'm really excited about new england ipa i think I've had this, this is before. the first new england ipa i ever had okay. it might might not be i may have had gummy apocalypse before this um okay. but i remember when i first had this and mm -hmm. being absolutely in love with it and going back to the brewery and buying more 
because oh, wow. it was so good. Um, and then for a really long time, I didn't have it for a very long time. Um, it smells good. Yeah. Like really good. Right? I know. It's good. It smells really good. It's been a long time mm. since I've had this. Like a really long time. Yeah, me too. Me too. So, I'm excited. I Like just opening the can, it's got a fantastic smell to it. I know. It's perfect. It smells so good. It's classic New England IPA smell. It's just, yeah. just comfort in a glass. Looking at the color. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're on Zoom, so I'm like holding my glass up and <laughs> camera. Gotta get a good look, yeah. Right? Yeah, it looks good. Yeah. So mm. this is a bit hazy, and you got another fluffy head. It has a very, it's a very fluffy, yeah, very yeah. fluffy head. It is hazy. It's fruity smelling. Uh, yeah. I think maybe that's what what's like jumping out at me is like, it's like a, a bunch of different citrusy, but maybe like a mango. Yeah? Are you getting a little bit more sweetness than the tart of citrus from it? Is that what you think? Mango's a good one. That's a, probably pretty close to what I would have said. I'm, I'm definitely getting mango in this. This is really good. I think it's, you know, it's been so long since I've had this, and I've had right? so many, like, IPAs, New England IPAs, hazy, mm. I, like, so many in between I know. that I don't really remember what this was like when I had it last right? time. But I really enjoy this. It is very good. I, I'm glad that you yeah. like it. I'm really glad that you like it because when, like I said, when I first had this, which was years ago, um, yeah. I was just like blown away. Like yeah. I went and picked up more. I sent my brother out there to get more <laughs> of it. Like, and it was expensive. Yeah. Yeah. It was very expensive when <clears throat> it came out. Um, or proportionately, I mean, for the time, for the time it was, yeah, I mean, I think it was $16, a six pack, a four pack. Wow, um, which yeah. is still pretty expensive. Still, but I mean, there's so many more now that are up there. Eighteen but, and twenty. But at the time, you know, it yeah. wasn't. This was probably one of the 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 early releases of the the expensive. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, this is really good. I would have to look and see when it actually they started making Strange Old Woods, but it was quite some time ago. And uh, yeah, this is great. I mean, like you yeah, said, I, it's citrusy. Yeah. But it's got a little bit of a sweet hint to it. Um, but not too amazing. sweet. Like, it's not overly sweet because it's not like one of those milkshake IPAs. Like, it's an any IPA, no. you know, yeah. but it's uh, but it's got a little bit more of that citrusy taste to it, but not not like not too much. It doesn't know? have the sting that some any IPAs do. That's they true. have a little bit more of that hit you yeah. in your nose the tingle in your nose yeah and maybe, you might maybe get from smelling little, it yeah and maybe maybe all of the the fruitiness is kind of paring down some of that mm -hmm. yeah i mean this i believe was like solomon's like first hazy yeah ipa i believe that, um that whenever this came out i don't remember what year this the first time this came out um but yeah it's... no this is a solid solid beer i really yeah. enjoy this yeah no i'm glad we ended on this note this is great i like it this I'm is a good time so one. yeah you guys salamoth brewing uh definitely check them out if you're going to be in the western suburbs uh yeah. you know you got a lot of options out here which is great mm -hmm. um they got the dome forest yeah so yeah, if it's so in the near future 
you can sit outside without freezing, <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> which yeah. is what we all are aiming for at this point. <laughs> um, as we inch toward normalcy. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm glad that we got to sample them tonight. And of course, you know, gosh, I'm glad we got to nail the, the potty training topic. So now you all know how to potty train. You're welcome. There you go. It's all Good been figured out for you. Have we have <laughs> given you all of the answers that you require. You can now functionally uh, potty train any human. There you go. Uh, I can't say that my training suggestions would work on other creatures, but tiny humans probably. <laughs> tiny humans. We got Maybe. that. Incentives. I think the moral of the story was I had to offer my kids incentives and that totally worked for them. <laughs> All about the motivation. Figure out what motivation and that and then you'll be good. So that's what we're gonna call this topic this podcast we're gonna call it. It's I all like about it. motivation. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, thank you, everybody. Yep. Cheers. Bye. Thanks, everyone, for listening to the latest musings from Parenting by the Pint. Be sure to find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe to us wherever you find your podcasts. Have a great week, and cheers to you all. Bye.